Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, I'm Jerry Jacobs Jr., and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. <laughs> well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. The Save My Catholic Marriage Minute for you is for you if your marriage has little or no emotional closeness. Your wife has asked for a divorce. Your wife has left the home or you are separated. Your wife is in the home, but you are in separate bedrooms. Your marriage is just plain boring or huh, has no passion. You're engaged in a mental embrace less than weekly or severe less than once a month, which means that you are in a sexless marriage. You are divorced, but you didn't want it. But I got good news. In this 60th episode, I ask what are the clues your wife wants a divorce to help you understand how to get through this clue number 22 plus live calls answering your marriage questions so please call now and get in the queue i've helped hundreds of men in their marriages i've helped many of them so what i would like to do is to get you to come in the queue so i can help you Get your marriage, Catholic marriage questions answered today by calling 313-RADICAL or call using your browser at callinstudio.com slash radical1. Don't wait. Get in the queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Quote of the day, quote, now I got a good one today, but you're going to have to really, really pay attention because this, this cat, man, he, he, he's deep and even I have to read it three or four times, but I will try to read it slow and concise quote of the day, quote, if the pendulum denies its dependence on the clock, it is no longer free to swing. Because man denied his dependence on God, who alone is the source of his independence, the harmony of his nature became disturbed. There sprang up in his vita what is called libido or concupiscence, a tending towards certain things in defiance of rational restraint. 
abnormality was introduced in all the three channels of the Vita. From now on, legitimate self-love could become egotism and selfishness. The union of two-in-one flesh could become sex in the modern sense of the term. And the right to property could become communism, monopolistic capitalism, and revolution. They need not become any of these things, for man still has human freedom, but it became harder for man to keep the lower passions tamed and under control. End quote. Book. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, three to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right. We have a, our first caller for the day, and I have made it since I messed up last week. <laughs> I have made it my mission that when I get a caller to put her on or put him on as soon as I can because I get off track and I start talking and I start getting passionate about Christ and what I'm doing, and I forget to look. So, from now on, as soon as I get a caller and I see it, I'm going to put it on, put them on as soon as possible, which will mostly be like at the beginning of a segment or after a segment. Um, that way is I can get on as many as I can. And, you know, if I only get, I like having at least one caller a day. That's my goal right now to have at least one caller a day. Uh, and so, cause I want to help as many people as I can. And of course I know over time that I'll get more. But right now, let's just be, I'll be happy with one a day. That's my goal. And hopefully you can help me in that. So remember, call Catholic Alpha Radical uh, every day at 10 a.m. Eastern to get in the queue. Uh, once the live stream starts and you see that clock down, you can get in the queue then too. Um, and so I mean, you have to wait longer, but at least I see you, you know, and I, and I can, we can go get right to it. That being said, let me get on the right. There we go. And so I'm going to bring uh, the caller on right now. So here we go. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Uh, I have a question. I have two questions now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you do take on more than one caller a day, correct? I'll take You two. don't want only one caller. You want more than one caller. Yeah, I would like more than one caller, but my goal, I just started, so I know it's going to take a while to build up to Dave Ramsey where he gets in Catholic Answers Live, they get up to five or six calls a day, seven, eight, nine, ten calls a day sometimes. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question. Um, my, my husband's snoring is getting on my nerves, and either he's going to have to go or I'm going to have to go. I know that doesn't sound very nice, but, um, you know, i got to get some sleep. What do you suggest? That he goes or I go to a spare bedroom. Oh, yeah, oh, we can visit each other. We we can visit each other for the embrace, I suppose. But um, <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got to go. What do you suggest, him or me? Okay. What's well, my idea? So, but maybe I should be the one to leave the room. But it's my room. He should leave. He's the one with the problem. What do you think? Well, let's first talk about some the simple stuff. The stuff to solve the snoring. Okay, so if if a person is snoring, either a woman or a man, um, the first thing that comes to mind is they probably have sleep apnea. Now, some people that snore, they don't have sleep apnea. Um, but I know some real skinny people that snore, and they don't have sleep apnea, but I also know some real skinny people that do snore and have sleep apnea. So sleep apnea is basically when you're in the bed, you go to sleep, and then basically your airway closes in the middle of the night and you can't sleep. And so, I mean, you, and you, it causes you to stop breathing and then you kind of like wake, it wakes you up. And so over, 
over years of that, what happens is you start to lose a lot of energy. Then eventually you start to be able to not to stay awake while you're driving, while you're at work and things like that. It can get really, really bad. So what the doctors have come up with is a machine that the the, the person was saying, you're a man. The man basically puts the machine on his his um by his bed every night. And then there's a mask that you put on and it pumps air. There's a compressor that pumps air up through the um up through his nostrils to keep his airway open. And so he gets his sleeping and he stops snoring and he sleeps like a like you can't even hear him. Um, you can even hear the machine. You can hear the machine, which is not really loud, but you know, you'll get used to that. The, even you and the and him both get used to that sound. Um and then there's another way that I use because I have sleep apnea. So one way thing I use is I also use a fan to drown out the sound. So I know people don't like fans, but what it does is it causes a hum. If your per if the person in your room is snoring, what you do is you get a fan. Believe it or not, it works. And so you turn the fan on high, and you don't put the fan on you. You turn the fan away from you. That way, it's blowing into the wall or something. But what happens is mm -hmm. after about a week, both of you two will get good. Well, you will get good sleep because he doesn't um, he's his snoring doesn't you, you hear it, but it's not as nearly as bad. And so what will happen is the fan will drown out because the fan has a single hum, you know, and it'll and you'll get a lot better sleep, too, until he gets a machine. Mm -hmm. Now, the third thing is there is this thing that one of my clients told me about. It's a mouthpiece. And you get it, and it's called. Oh man, I'm have to put that in the show notes. Um, but anyway, it's it's called um, basically. It's called something like you know. Basically, what it is is you take you 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 email this company where you buy from this company, and it's a mouthpiece. It's like if you any of you like played football before, it's like a mouth guard. You put it inside your mouth. It doesn't show on the outside of your mouth. It's on the inside of your mouth, and basically you close your mouth, and the mouthpiece fits in your mouth. And what will happen is you it's supposed to stop you from snoring. Now, I have not used it, but I've talked to at least two people and they say that for them, they have that their wife and for them, both of them snore and it stopped their snoring. Um, and so that is uh, a good um, that is also a good option. OK, now, do you have any questions on so far? No. OK. Good. So now let's get into the part about separating the different bedrooms and you leaving and, um, you know, all that stuff. So what I would say about that, um, first thing I would say is if it's that bad where you feel you got to leave and go to a separate bedroom, I would try the first three things that I said first. If after a week or two, it's the same or he's being a knucklehead like some men can do and won't get help at all, then um, go, I guess you could go sleep in another bedroom or, you know, once you go to the other bedroom, at least understand that you're going to, as a woman, you're going to have to be a lot more aggressive when it comes to, to intimacy. Because when you don't sleep in the bed, same bed in the same bedroom, you become what? Roommates, I know a lot of uh, people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s that sleep in separate bedrooms, and they're just basically roommates. They try to act like they're married, but they're really not. They, You know how we are. We rationalize stuff. You know, we rationalize uh -huh. that, oh, well, you know, we're, we're still married. You're not married. You live in two separate bedrooms. You're not married. You're separated. <laughs> so in order to keep that fire and passion going, especially if you guys already make love on a regular basis, you don't want that to go away. So that means you and him, if you're going to sleep in separate bedrooms, you're going to have to do a lot more intimacy outside the bedroom, which is what? Holding hands, going for walks, doing, um, doing more date nights, having more bonding conversations with each other at night. Um, you know, sitting next to each other on the couch when you're watching a movie, um, going, uh, I said going for long, touching each other and holding hands and caressing each other, massaging each other's feet, you know, whatever you do to keep that intimacy going so that you guys understand that, listen, even though right now we're in separate bedrooms, not we're not going to let our passion go. And if you are in separate bedrooms, and you haven't made love in a month or a week, less than a week and things like that. You already have marriage problems. You just don't know it. 
So that's a way, if you have to sleep in another bedroom, intimacy outside the bedroom is a great way to start that passion to moving back. I hate I, I have few, a few guys in my program right now that that over the years, him and his wife have gotten too comfortable with the way things are. There's no intimacy inside the bedroom and there's no intimacy outside the bedroom. And people are I mean, in their marriage has just become comfortable. They're basically roommates, They're really worse than roommates. Um, so you have to be careful. God is involved in this. And so you have to kind of do what God wants us to do, which is he wants us in the same bed. He wants us cuddling with each other and loving each other and praying in the bed together. And when we're in separate bedrooms, we can't do that. So come back with some conversation. What do you think? Um, okay, it's a lot to think about. As you said, he is a man, so I don't see the machine possibility happening anytime soon. Even if he were to try and schedule an appointment today, it may take two months for him to get, you know, that machine going. Yeah, because so. he has to do a sleep. He has to do a sleep study, mm-hmm. and his insurance will pay for it too. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll look into that. Okay. And then, what's your second? Okay. What's your second question? Oh, that second question was, do I take more than one caller? Right. Yes. Well, that was the first question. Well, yeah, that was the second question because you said just one call. One calls my goal, and I thought, man, if I maybe I should hang up. Because if you just want one call, then I might be blocking somebody who has a deeper marital problem. But, okay. Believe it or not, well, one thing I will say is that you are very smart. And the reason I say you're very smart is because women have this instinct about relationships. And when they sense something's wrong, it's all it always starts with the small stuff. Now, you and, believe it or not, you and your husband... You see what how I kind of you said. Look, he's snoring. It's very it's irritable to me. I can't sleep, and I want to leave the room. You see how the devil works to get you separated, right? Because marriage is his number one. Trying to kill marriage is his number one goal, right? So if I can get uh-huh. in between the husband and the wife, and they're not sleeping in the same bedroom, you see what I'm saying? But you, as a woman, uh-huh. you have this instinct about relationships, and you're saying, okay, you know, something's not quite right. But the small stuff always leads to the what stuff? The big stuff. The big stuff. Every time. But see, men, we don't get it. You know, um, I have hundreds of men calling me a year. Now, all of them don't work in my program. Many of them do, but a lot of them don't. Um, But the thing about it is, is they always wait until the big stuff happens. Like, I want to divorce your butt. Oh, my God. I got to go find some help now when she was going, Hey, you know, your snoring is getting on my nerves. Can you please (laughs) go get a mouthpiece and maybe see if that works or get a fan in here? Or can we get a sleep study for you so that we can, you know, because women, what they do is I'm asking you to do something. You're bullheaded and you don't do it or even consider it. So do you really care about my opinion? Uh huh. So then, after a woman, after fifty times of that, she goes, "Well, maybe he don't care about my opinion. Maybe he don't even care about me at all. Hell, maybe he don't even love me." See? Yeah, that's what you think. That's how it works. So I want to let you know I really appreciate your question because a lot of guys also come to me. They'll say, "Man." I have, I have premature ejaculation or I have erectile dysfunction. What's the problem? How do I fix it? So the first thing I do is I we start talking in our first time together and we start going over all these other things that we find out. Look, sexual problems are never the number one problem. Never. I've never seen it. When we have sexual problems, like we're not making we're making love less than once a week. We're making love less than once a month. We have erectile dysfunction problems. We're watching pornography. We're masturbating. Uh, We have premature ejaculation. Those are all symptoms of bigger, bigger marital problems with God, relationship with God, relationship with your wife every single time. And so I bring that out, and then he starts to realize, oh, okay, if I fix, start working on this, that'll help fix my sexual problem, which for a man, sexual problems are huge, huge, huge for them. Because, you know, we ain't having sex. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> so I just want to thank you for calling. That was a great, great question. It really was. And please call back again this week or next week or however. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Woohoo, y'all. Let's take a break real quick. All right. All right. <laughs> If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, we are back. And so I want to know, hey, does your husband snore? <laughs> does your wife snore? Do you handle it? You know, has your wife asked for a separation? Has your husband asked for a separation? Is your husband messing around on you? You know, call me. Let's talk about it. Believe it or not, I can help you and give you some um, give you some ideas that you really never thought about. You know, usually if, if 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 there's infidelity, that comes from both sides, not just one side. Um, and so it's important that you start getting help now. Don't be shy. As you see on my show, I treat the callers very respectful. They don't have to give their name. They can if they want to, or they can give the other names. They're another name. I don't care. My thing is, me and my wife just want to help. And believe it or not, when I do calls after the show, later on, we're talking, me and my wife were talking that night. We'll talk about it and, and she'll tell me stuff, you know, um, about the caller and stuff and how we can make it better. So we're we're trying to really help. The reason why is I help a lot of dudes. I help a lot of dudes for free, you know. Uh I, I, and then if they want more help, they come into the program and, and they pay money and they do a lot of hard work and then they they get they get better, more personalized help. Um, but on this show, I want to start helping more people, you know, getting help people. Cause I know there are a lot of people listening. I'm starting to get a lot more people listening. Um, and that's a great thing. I'm getting emails and stuff and that's a great thing, but you know, you have to, there comes a matter of fact, I talked to a man this Saturday and I had to break down and tell him, you know, man, there comes a time where you got to stop watching videos on on uh on the internet listen to podcasts on the internet talking to your mama talking to your daddy talking to all these people that really they really they're empathetic they but there comes a time where you have to get in the game when i say get in the game that means you have to start getting in the game to start solving the problem there I'm, and i'm here to tell you there is no one thing that can solve your problem it's not you have to you have to attack your wife. If your wife, let's say if a man and his wife decided that she would like, you know, she wants to go to sleep in another bedroom or she wants to leave or she says she's unhappy, you know, first of all, if your wife has the courage to tell you that right now, that means she's been thinking about it for a couple years. And so you are already far, far behind the eight ball. But that being said, you you know you have to get the courage to to do something now. You have to stop. You have to, when when guys come to me, I tell them stop thinking like a man and start thinking like a woman. First of all, I just said you're already way behind. 
you know, she's already got her plans. She's already dreaming about a better life. Think about that. Your wife is dreaming about a better life for it's been at least a year or two that she's been thinking like this. And all you're doing is, you know, you just end up, you got your head in the sand and you know something's wrong. I've never talked to a man. Well, maybe a few, but that most men, they, they, they know and sense something's wrong, but they keep putting it off. They put it off for six months, a week, a day, years, and then their wife the whole time is suffering. You know, it takes two to become one flesh. Well, it takes three, really, you, God, and your wife. You know, it takes three to become one flesh. And if you don't take advantage of, of what God's trying to give you, because you got to ask yourself, am I worthy of God, of God and that wife and children that, that, that God has given me? Am I worthy of that as a man, as a husband, as a father? Am I worthy of that? You know, and so I just want you to know that, you know, you got to stop putting things off. That's how men think. You know, I'm going I'm I'm to prioritize the problem and then I'm going to fix this problem. I'm going to fix this problem and that problem. And that's a great way of thinking. But the problem with the flaw that thinking is our marriage just never seems to get at the top until my wife says, I want a divorce. All of a sudden then, oh, my God, she says she wants a divorce. Where did that come from? <laughs> it comes from years and years and years of her thinking about this. This is what I just told the woman just now that just called, you know, <laughs> she's been like right now, she's thinking about leaving her bedroom to go to another bedroom. And I bet her husband, her husband don't even have a clue that she wants to get out of there. You know why? Because women, they don't, they expect us men to just know things. Like we're just these magical people and we know what you're thinking. You know, no, that's not it. We're not God. We don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> so, you know, women avoid. Well, he should know. He should know that he's snoring and he's not telling and he and I'm unhappy and I'm gonna leave and blah blah blah. He should know that. <laughs> How's he gonna know if you don't tell him? That man is just like you. He's got 10 or 20 or 30 other things he's gotta do that day. So my point of telling you is this is why communication in marriage is so important. You know, behind prayer, behind sex, communication is number three. It is. You have to learn how to communicate, which means what? I've got to stop being selfish. I've got to stop thinking about myself. I've got to stop thinking about my own feelings. I've got to communicate to my wife and to my husband that something's wrong. At least to at least give them the chance to fix themselves. You know, and when you talk to them, too, you don't sit there and be blaming them for everything. You don't blame them and criticize them and argue and fight with them. What you do is you have a calm thing. And if they start to take the, the if they start to get all loud and, and, and stuff like that, then you just kind of end the conversation, say, well, we'll talk about it later when, when both of us are or can handle it a little bit better. And then if the person if if your spouse really loves you. They'll realize, you know what? I was getting mad for no reason. I didn't even give my wife a chance to, to get her what she wanted out, and I'm already getting pissed off. And then what they'll do is come back to you later when, when he's calm or she's calm, and then they'll they'll try to talk to you again. Um, you know, because you know, how it is sometimes you throw something on somebody and they thought and they never thought that they would that it was a problem, and all of a sudden you're seeing it as a problem, and then people have a tendency to do what? Get defensive. Getting defensive instead of listening is a huge, major, major marriage killer. All right. So let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on to present to you the uh, Catholic Alpha Save My Catholic Marriage Minute today uh, so that we can know what clue number 22 is. So what are the behaviors of a troubled wife? What, what's wrong? Is something wrong with her? Why is, why is something wrong with her? You know, moreover, what are the clues your wife displays when she is unhappy and considering or planning to leave your marriage? A more important question is why? Why? The Catholic Alpha Radical Marriage Show always talks about why. I, don't, I just don't make statements. I'm not the, the nightly news. I don't, I'm not here to tell you, and I'm not here to tell you all the things that's wrong without what? Helping you fix them, which is the way you fix something is you have to understand why. So 
Why do you even care that your wife is unhappy? Are you too involved in yourself? Most of us listening think our wife would never leave us. Maybe maybe the boy listening to this show might not think that. They probably thought that a while back. But most men in this society, most women, my my husband would never do anything like that. My wife would never do anything like that. That's being in a dream world. That's being in a dream world. Me and my wife are as as happy with each other as two people can be. There's probably nobody more happy. But there, you know, and if there are somebody more happy, that's great. I love it. I'm trying to get where they are. You know, um, and but I'm not stupid. I'm not some illusion. I'm not in the twilight zone. I know if I don't stay on top of my game, my wife would want to try to get out of here too. She would. Of course, she'd tell me right now, oh, baby, I, honey, well, she, my wife calls me honey. She goes, honey, I would never, ever try to leave you. I just love you so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what a, that's, that's, that's a rookie mistake to believe that one. <laughs> that's a rookie mistake. That's a rookie mistake. Okay. Why? Because right now my wife is happy. She's fulfilled. She's loving as a woman. She feels loved. She feels cared for. She feels like I love her no, no I, I love her more than anybody or anything else on this earth. She knows that. But guess what? If I started doing the stuff that I'm telling you guys not to do, how long would that last? <laughs> how long would that last? You I look, you guys know, you know it wouldn't last long. I start getting nagged. I start getting, I'm I'm wanting to leave the bedroom. I wanna uh I well, I think we need some time apart. <laughs> that is what we call the wise exit strategy. This is why when you know, when you find out that your wife is unhappy, she's been unhappy for a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, ten years, twenty years. Okay. So it's important that we understand how important closeness is for women. Closeness is everything for women. Emotional connection. The emotional closeness is everything for your wife. Every, every, everything. And if us as men, if a husband, if we don't see that or we put our head in the sand and we unknowingly neglect them. And I will say this. Most men, do they know, they don't think they're neglecting their wife. They really don't. Women, if you listen to me, this is a good point. Men really don't realize that they're neglecting you. They really don't. They love you. They would not be going out to work every day and trying to make money, coming home, trying to even trying to have women think, well, he's having sex with me just for him. That's not always true either. A lot of times, listen, here's the clue that your wife, your husband's not having sex just for him. Okay, women, hear me. Are you ready? When your husband makes love to you and he allows you to come to coalition first, which is what? Climax. He allows you to come to climax first and then he comes to a climax. Your husband loves you. He cares about you. He's just not thinking of himself. That's your clue. Now, he might be a bad lover. Most men are bad lovers. But that's what they come to me and I teach them how to be better lovers. <laughs> no, but seriously, seriously. Most men are bad lovers. You know why? Because their wives don't tell them and help them. Because when most men, let's say a wife, you marry a virgin. That dude has no idea. He, he and He's probably watched some stuff, you know, on TV about people holding each other and kissing stuff. But he doesn't really know the act of making love. He, he'll he figure it out because God, you know, God put that in us to be naturally to understand, to, to how to, to, you know, once you get into the act, you figure it out. But as far as being a great, masterful lover, a world-class lover that your wife, that our wives can go, oh, my God, you know. Uh, no, most dudes, many, almost all dudes are not like that. They have to be taught like that. And the first way that you under, that, that you can help them is to have sexual intimate conversations outside of the bedroom or outside of, of the act of making love. And so you guys can have logical sex talks about it. And then he doesn't get his ego hurt. And then you don't get your ego hurt. 
we're we're trying to learn how to be better lovers together. And the way you as a wife do that is you you tell your husband, baby, I like it like I like this, or I like when you do this. And you know, um, some things sometimes this hurts sometimes when you do it like that. My wife tell me all the time, she'll tell me, hey, hey, that hurts. <laughs> So I'm telling you, because a lot of times men, you know, we're passionate too. We're in, we get into it and we, and sometimes we forget, you know, and, and we'll, and stuff. oh, wait a minute, you know, but me and my wife, you know, we used to didn't do that. We used to didn't talk about sex outside the, outside the act. Even when we were doing having sex, we didn't talk about it, you know? So we had to learn over years and years and years you know, how to love each other better. And the way you do that is you have conversations outside of the act. All right. Women, that is a good thing. You know, you have to learn that. And that's one of the ways I'm willing to that you know that your husband cares about you is he allows you to come to coalition first. All right. That is a great, great thing. Okay. So moving back on is that's the wife's exit strategy. You know, when your wife is unhappy, she starts talking about leaving. Um, it's a rookie mistake to think that your wife won't leave. It's a rookie mistake to allow the emotional closeness to, to leave in your marriage. And most, like I said, most men don't know that, that they're, that they're unknowingly neglecting you because they think, well, if I'm going out, I'm going to work every day and I'm coming home and giving you a kiss on the cheek. If, um, you know, we go out, we go to, we go out to dinner once in a while and go on vacation every time I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But most men don't really realize that women, they need constant and constant affirmation of your love for them. And once you know that, it becomes you build a habit of doing it, and then it becomes a lot better. Okay. So, so this reason, the clues of this series, they're really they're important. You know, a lot of times guys are saying, Oh, they're okay, we're on clue 22. Tomorrow I'll be clue 23. Oh, Jerry, you know, I'm tired of this clue series. Well, the clue series is important because it's really helping you. It's helping you understand your future. And if you can pay attention to these things that I'm talking about before you're in marriage crisis, that's why I created CatholicAlpha.com. I didn't, that's like the third reason I created CatholicAlpha.com. The first reason was for my boys. The second reason was I was sick and tired of divorces and people getting in marriage because I know God does not like it. And really the third reason is I created because I wanted people to, you know, to, I wanted men to start to fix problems before they enter marriage crisis. You, you know, and, and marriage crisis is what the church calls it marriage crisis and marriage crisis is my, my wife or my, this could be either spouse. They ask for a divorce. They ask, they want to move to separate bedrooms. We're not making love, having intimacy, um, a certain amount of times during the month or during the week. Um, they ask for a divorce, they get a divorce, they ask for annulment, they get an annulment. I mean, you're in, that's marriage crisis stuff. You come home and the kids are gone with your wife or, you know, the husband's taking the kids because the wife is an alcoholic or whatever. Um, you know, this is marriage crisis. And I created CatholicAlpha.com to try to get guys to understand, fix yourself before you enter this kind of this realm. Because once you enter this realm, it's, it takes a lot harder work. So like you always hear me say, you're going to either work now to stop this stuff from happening or you're going to work a lot harder later, okay? And you're going to lose your money and you're going to lose your property and you're going to lose your kids. <laughs> so in my effort to help you, I present you the clues that have noticed or better yet removed from your marriage will help you rekindle and save you and your family from much pain and agony. So on today's episode, we cover clue number 22. And what is clue number 22? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss that after this break. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me 
personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. The the radical's back. The radical's back. Hope the radical's doing some good for you today. It's Monday. You know how Mondays are. You know you're slacking. You know you're dragging. You want to do good and have energy, but you know, you just came off the weekend and, you know, so we are going to get back right back into it. So before we get into what clue number 22 is, we will talk about the previous 21 and boy, we are, we're getting down to it, y'all. We only got like 10 left. Well, tomorrow it'll be like nine or something like that. So we're getting, we're getting down to it. And, and again, uh, I know, well, this might not be get monotonous for you, but the thing about it is each clue is very specific. And when you take all the clues and you start putting them together, you start to realize my marriage is not what I thought it was. You know, if you if you have one or maybe even two of these going on, you know, you're 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 probably okay. You're probably okay. You just need to, you know, to talk to your wife and 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 really get her to, you know, just you guys come together on some stuff. You know, and you start paying more attention. But if you got more than right now, if you have more than two of these clues. Now, remember, this is only clue 22. So think about it. If You got more than two and you're in the three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> you can't get out of this by yourself. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. You cannot get out of this marriage crisis by yourself. You are in marriage crisis. Your wife has just not said it yet. She has not informed you of the bad news. (laughs) So here we go. Pay attention. Embrace what I'm saying. Listen to these clues and ask yourself, look in the mirror, be a real man, man up like Christ, look in the mirror and, and really be honest with yourself. Okay. If you have more than two of these, or if you have one of them that is a bad one, you need help now. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. So number one, does she seem distant? Number two, is she spending more time with single friends? Number three, does she seem uninterested in the marital embrace? Number four, is she still as supportive as she used to be? Number five, is she still as loving as she used to be? Number six, is she still, I'm sorry, does she go out to clubs and events without you? Number seven, does she take longer to answer your texts or phone messages? Number eight, Has her conversation with you become very short and to the point? Number nine, has the bickering increased? Number 10, has the arguing increased? Number 11, has she started putting the kids above you? Number 12, has she started putting her friends and siblings above you? Number 13, have you stopped going to mass and entering the spiritual battle daily? Number 14, does she seem unusually depressed or unhappy? Number 15, you make love less than once per week. Number 16, you make love less than once a month, which means you are in a sexless marriage. Number 17, has she lost weight for no apparent reason? Number 18, has she started getting her hair done more often for no apparent reason? Number 19, lately, does she dress nicer or more provocative? Number 20, are you beating her home when before she was already home? (laughs) And number 21, she blames you for everything wrong in your marriage. So what is the number 22 clue that your wife 
may want a divorce. Drum roll, please. You just can't seem to make her laugh anymore. Ooh. Ooh. You just can't seem to make her laugh anymore. <laughs> See, I'm getting smooth on this one. I'm getting cool on this one because I know it's going to hurt. It hurts. Any man that can't make their wife laugh or smile, it's so tough. It's tough. So I remember in my first marriage when my wife stopped laughing. I was clueless. I never even realized it. I never noticed how depressed she was and worse, her unhappiness. That is a very sad thing for a husband, for a man, when he realizes that he is not the twinkle of his beloved's eyes anymore. This makes our situation become real and we begin to see the seriousness of it. The really un unfortunate thing is, though, it happens so very, very slow. We just don't see it. Looking back, we do, of course. Looking back, oh, we see it. You know, uh, I, I have men, men we, I talked to, man, he says, man, when, when she didn't ask for a divorce or file for divorce or divorced him, all of a sudden now we're reflecting. Oh, and I did the same thing. I sure did. Oh, man, I remember I talked to her like this. I called her this. I criticized her. I called her the C word. I called her the 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 I called her the B word. <laughs> and she was just supposed to get over that. You know, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so looking back, we do, though. Looking back, we we see a lot of things, you know, and that's good. You know, God, we listen to God now. That's That's a good thing. The arguing, the bickering, the debating, the criticizing, the blaming. It all takes its toll on her and our relationship. Why doesn't someone just jump in and say, you know, why doesn't someone just come to us and say, hey, man, wake up. You're hurting your wife. You're losing her. You are killing her inside with each criticism, disapproval, and name called. Honestly, looking back at my situation, man, I believe the Holy Spirit really tried to talk to me. I really do believe. Looking back, looking back, though, not now. You know, if that was, you know, um, at the time, you know, back then, I didn't. But right now, looking back, I, the Holy Spirit was trying to talk to me like, Jerry, don't do that. Jerry, he's just apologized. Jerry, stop calling her names. Stop being impatient with her. You know, back then, I didn't know that. I thought, look, she she's a person. And we're married and we're together. She should be trying to be better like me. That was another dumb thing I thought. <laughs> oh, man. The things we learn over 50 years, right? So, but I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. I didn't, you know, um, I really regret it that I was unable to feel and hear the taps of our Lord tapping me on my shoulder saying, Jerry, hear what I'm trying to say. So what does it mean when your beloved no longer lets herself go by laughing at your jokes, goofiness, and playfulness? Don't touch me. Get away from me. Huh. Yeah. That You think that's funny. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> you know why? You know, she's, you know, because your wife is like, look, he don't care about me. He don't love me. So I don't want to laugh no more. I don't care about his stupid jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about his stupid jokes. He don't love me no more. <laughs> so, in a nutshell, what does it mean when your wife stops laughing at your jokes, your playfulness, and things like that? In a nutshell, I just said it in, a, in you know inadvertently. I just said it. It means pain. It means pain. The pain of her believing you no longer love her is becoming unbearable for her. The bad communication, the mistrust, the doubt. The avoidance of intimacy is all becoming un overwhelming, all tough and overwhelming. So she's beginning to shut down to avoid you. You know, when your wife, there, there are two ways when you know that things have come to the head. The first way is you are fighting and arguing all the time, every week. When I say all the time, I mean at least every week or other week. That's all the time because great marriages, 
in good marriages and legendary marriages, those are top three. In, those are top three levels. You're in a good marriage, you're in a great marriage, or you're in a legendary marriage. Those are the top three levels. If you want to know the lower the lower levels, you let me know. You send me a, a comment, and I'll I'll put it up. I'll talk about it. But those are top three levels, and those top three levels, people don't argue. <laughs> people don't argue. They don't fight. They don't. They don't go. They might go months and months and years without a really a argument. They might, you know, tussle a little bit, but they catch it. They have become so experienced in this thing and they care so much that they catch it and go, oh, I better, we better stop that. But the good marriages, great marriages and legendary marriages, they're not sitting there arguing every week. They're not sitting there arguing every day. They got better things to do than sit there. Argue. They are trying to be close to each other. And the way you get close to your spouse is you don't fight and argue with them because that is the number. People that have some sense, they realize that's not gonna. That's not gonna draw my spouse. That's not gonna make us close. Okay, so that's that's one thing. That's the other one thing. The other thing is is the total opposite. The total end of the other spectrum is avoidance. Avoidance is really almost is worse than the arguing and fighting, because it means that the wife or the husband, both of them, but just the women, they're really they're a lot better at it. You know, they just shut down. They stop talking. They don't want to. They don't. They avoid us. They get away from us. They're talking to single women, divorced women all the time. They have their friends. They're going on trips. They don't. They don't. You know. They might sit there and watch TV with you, but she's way over there in the chair knitting, and you're over the other side of the other couch, and you're really not having any kind of conversation whatsoever. That's avoidance. That means your wife is shut down. Because she feels if I try to talk to you, you're going to get mad and start yelling at me or you're going to criticize me. Um, it's going to be all my fault. You're not going to listen. If that's you, I feel so sorry for you because avoidance is very hard to bring a wife out of avoidance. And most women in avoidance, they've been married for 20, 30, 40 years. And they have gotten very good at bearing their feelings for their husband. And so when he tries to, when he realizes that I have to that that I have to bring her out of that, it's very hard to bring her out of that because she is in a habit of of doing that, of 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 bearing her feelings for you and avoiding you. It can be done. It takes a long time. It really does. Okay. So what you see with those two things. Seems like anger. And yes, many times pain does display itself as anger in women. The uh the I love you, but I'm not in love with you line, the I need space line, the it's me, not you line. Oh, that's the bad one. It's me, it's not you, baby. It's me, it's not you. We just do you I need to give you some space. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that happens a lot in relationships. That's the that's how women they do now. When you you're dating, you know you you young you young bucks out there, you dating, and that's how me and my wife learn to fire people too. That's how you fire somebody, <laughs> dude. You do the same way. You know, it's us. It's not you. You know, man, you just got too much going on to come to work on time. You just got too much going on. You have, you know, three or four or five things going on. And this job is really just holding you back. Really. It really is. It's you. It's really, it's not, it's us. It's not really you, you know, but I tell you what, when you get together and you can give it more time, Hey man, we are here for you. That's how you fire somebody. You don't make it like it's their fault. You don't tell them right out. You're fired. You just kind of let them, you kind of let them, <laughs> come to their own conclusion and they'll go, you know what? This job is holding me back. You know, I, I really don't like the job that much. And you know, that way if nobody's coming away with, with their, with their 12 gauge shotgun shooting the place up. <laughs> so that's how, that's how girls and dudes fire each other from a relationship too these days. They've got, people have got really good at, you know, it's me, baby. It's not you. You know, you just need a little, you need a little space. And I know that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm just too clingy. I, I just, you know, I'm not the one that you need right now. <laughs> right? 
So it's the me, not you line. These all spell doom for the unsuspecting husband. But my friend, there's a way to avoid this. Okay, here's the why. Here's the conclusion. Here's the how to get out of it. As I've said in many of the other clues, please open your eyes now. Pay attention to her every move, mood, and pain now. It's your responsibility as her beloved to protect her, not hurt her. To love her, not neglect her. To draw her to you, not push her away. Woo! This is your mission given unto you by our Heavenly Father. Name-calling, arguing, avoiding the problems does not does, does nothing but cause both of you to shut down on each other. And that is just as bad as yelling and arguing. Protection, gentlemen. Protection. Protect, defend, and serve. Remember? Protect, defend, and serve. Remember? Protect, defend, and serve. That is what God has given you the mission as a man to do. And when we are impatient with our women, when we neglect them, we spend more time away from them, are we protecting them? When we argue with them, are we protecting them? When we allow them to avoid us, are we protecting them? Are we? And that's all I'm saying, man. That's really all I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I know your wife has problems too. Hell, my wife has problems. I have problems. But remember, God does not hold your wife responsible for the marriage. God does not hold your wife responsible for the children. God does not hold your wife responsible for, you know, for the the, the family. He doesn't. It is your house, your house, not your kid's house. Not the government's house. It's your house. And you will get tons and tons more respect from God, your wife, and your children when you freaking man up and start realizing that. Because then your wife will allow you to lead your home. This is what guys don't understand. I'm not going to say guys. I'm going to say men. This is what men do not understand. When St. Paul talks about submit women submit he means only in the case that you as the man that your wife must submit to you only in the case that you submit to christ which means what you give your life away you die as christ died you give your wife away your wife life away every day and once your wife once you're doing that your wife is obliged by god to submit which means what Submit means to work with you, to collaborate with you, to guide you, which means what? As a a man, you must listen to her, take her counsel, listen to the Holy Spirit, because when your wife talks, it's the Holy Spirit coming from her. Why? Because the Holy Spirit knows your wife loves you more than anything, and she has your best interest at heart, and she's not going to tell you some stupid stuff. She's not. And this is your job as a man to listen. So when I say your wife allows you to lead your family, your wife is not going to allow you to lead your family when you neglect her, when she believes you don't love her, when you're always gone, when you um, you call her names and you guys are arguing and fighting all the time. She's not going to lie. She, if, you don't, if she believes she don't trust her, if she don't trust you and you don't trust her, she is not going to allow you to lead your home. When when you do, when you become a man of God, a Christian soldier, a man of courage, your wife and your children will allow you to lead your home. How do kids stop you from leading? How do your kids rebel against you? They're disrespectful. They call you names. Every time you say something, they don't listen. They go off and do their own thing. They pick up their phone and start talking to their friends while you're talking to them. They call you a jerk. They say they hate you. If this is your kids right now, you have serious, serious family problems. You have marriage problems too. Your wife and kids will not allow you to lead your home if you are not an honorable man. If you don't show them tenderness and love and care. If you don't lead them towards God, they are not going to listen to you. Why? Because you're just like every other jerk out here on the, in, the, in this darn country. 
You're just like them. You're no different. You're no different. You're just like them. They can go out and see you everywhere they go. They can go out and see you everywhere they go, at church, at school, at work, outside their door, at the mall. They see people like you every single day. And kids ain't stupid. Women ain't stupid. They want a leader, someone who loves them, who shows them that they love them, who's into them, who shows them they have their best interests at heart. God has given you this responsibility. Freaking get over it. Accept your responsibility as a man and lead your home to build a great marriage and a great family in the, in the meantime. Build the habits, gentlemen. Build the habits. Stop blaming everybody. Stop letting people tell you, oh, you know, she ain't nothing. What, what is she do? What is she doing? Nobody cares what your wife's doing. When the cops come to the door and knock on the door, you on the door, they don't say, hey, where's your wife at? They don't say, hey, where are your kids at? They said, hey, they tell your kids, hey, is your daddy home? Where's your daddy at? They ask your wife, where's your husband at? That's the way it used to be in this country. People come to your door, is your father home? Yeah, my daddy's home. Now, ain't no daddy's home. All the daddy's gone have been kicked out. Please. Hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying what I'm saying is easy to do. I know it's not easy to do because I had to do it, and it's tough. But once you start doing it, and you the, the, the first key to all this is to realize your mission as a man. That's what you need to be thinking about. What am I here for? What did God place me here for? What is my job? What is my real job to do? And once you accept this, man, this is when your life starts to change. This is when you as a man start to grow up and say, you know what? That's why my, my wife is acting all crazy and stupid because I'm acting crazy and stupid. My kids are being all dumb and, and, and out of this world because I'm dumb and out of this world. Remember, your kids and wife do what you do. Everybody follows your lead. You know why? Because they know instinctually. They know instinctually that it's your responsibility. It's your job. You're the only one don't know it. God knows it. Your kids know it. Your wife knows it. You're the only one don't know it. You're the only one neglecting your responsibility. And once you embrace that, brother, boom, it's on you. Then you can deal with things better. You can. Then your wife will start to feel empathetic towards you. Then your kids will start to respect you and love you and want to be near you. Right now, dude, what's look at your life. Look at your life, man. So, a lot of stuff like name calling stuff, that can cause you and your wife to shut down each other. And that is just as bad as yelling and arguing. Someone has to take the lead and do whatever it takes to get the relationship to greatness and out of mediocrity. And it just so happens that the decision has already been made for who is responsible for this task. As God said to our first father, Adam, my son, you are now responsible for all of this. Now, what are you going to do with it? Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's Save 
SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, all right. We are back, 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 back. So remember, I'm here every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, I'll stay up to two hours, up to 12 Eastern if, you know, if, if, I, well, <laughs> if I start going crazy and ranting all over the place. <laughs> uh, but if I get, more than one call and somebody really wants, you know, I want, and people want to get help. I'll, I'll stay, you know? Um, but the podcast is really designed to go for like an hour or so. Um, but you know, I don't mind staying, you know, uh, that's just how it rolls, man. Um, other than that, uh, we were in conclusion as we always do. We end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI quote, society offers you comfort but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.